0: Welcome to our special Shop Talk edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight series. The series that highlights the companies, the people, and the technologies that are shaping the future of retail. Or, Chris, said another way, the series that brings you tomorrow's companies today. Yes, we do. I am your host Ann Mazinga,
1: and I'm Chris Walton,
0: and we are the founders of OmniTalk. Now, today's podcast is brought to you with the partnership and support of our Shop Talk sponsor, Meta. Discovery Commerce matches products to people. Not just any people, the people most likely to love your product. When you turn on Discovery Commerce, you turn discovery into demand. Is your business ready? Find out how at meta.com slash discovery commerce. All right, Chris. Yes. Today we're talking returns. Yes, we are. Uh, There's been quite an increase in online shopping. Everybody's been talking about that the last couple of years growing
1: topic of importance. Growing
0: topic, uh, new customer expectations around service. And this topic is very top of mind for retailers and brands. So we'd like to welcome Narvar founder and CEO Amit Sharma to the show today, who's going to break returns down for us. Amit, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, we are we're at Shop Talk. We're pretty excited. How is it? How are you and the and the Narvar team thinking about Shop Talk? What are you looking forward to here?
2: We're really looking forward to Shop Talk as you know one of the biggest show uh, in the industry and one of the big ones um uh, for this year as yeah. you know, the pandemic has subsided. Yeah, right? We all are looking forward to meeting in person and, and really um Learning from each other. So really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, it's the first time we're all getting together as an industry, really. I, know. I mean, NRF, it really didn't happen. And Shop Talk's saying they got the biggest numbers ever. So um yeah. It's, it's like a re-
0: reunion. Li- yeah, it is. It's gonna be
1: like a big high school reunion, like <laughs> 10 years later for all of us. Um all right, Amit. Well, let's get let's get started with this. I mean, it's a similar question we ask a lot of the companies we have on our show, but why don't you tell us about your background and how Narvar came to be
2: and and what's it all about? Prior to starting Narvar back in 2012. I've spent over a decade in the intersection of retail and operations. Hmm. Um, So I spent my initial time at William Sonoma and Pottery Barn looking at their supply chain, especially inbound manufacturing of their furnitures coming from East to manufacturing, from manufacturing facility to their stores. And then after William Sonoma, I spent almost six years at Walmart um, looking at their transportation Uh, their buy online pickup in stores and various aspects of shipping and logistics. And this was a time where consumers are spending more and more um, their wallet share online and not only focus on shipping and delivery from the cost perspective, but more importantly from, from the consumer experience side of it. Uh, after that, I spent few years at uh, Walmart before starting uh, uh, Apple before starting the company, and here we are ten years later, uh, looking at omni-channel aspect of uh, retail. So th- that was pretty clairvoyant. Then you
1: said 2012 was when you founded the company. What what was leading you to be like? Okay, I want to I want to focus on returns management and figure out how to help people with this. Where you 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 because you're pretty prescient to be able to notice that this was going to be a growing trend. What is now ten years later and something that retailers have
2: to get a hold of. Couple of things, you know, in general, retailers tend to focus on customer acquisition or demand generation, not Mm -hmm. as much the post delivery aspect of it returns. And general sentiment always has been in the industry that um, returns are hard, um, avoid returns or, you know, is close your eyes and let return go away. And that's not (laughs) what it is. You know, it is one of those things. um, Consumers, uh, wanted to adapt online, they want to get returns which are easy to understand and easy to follow. So there is that disconnect where retailers are not wanting to deal with returns and consumers are really expecting uh, to have a seamless experience post delivery. And right. that's what Narvar has been trying to solve in the last few years.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's, that's an interesting way you put that. I've never heard that actually. Yeah, that customers want to return stuff. Right. Right. It's a fundamental desire that they have. Right. Right. And retailers don't ever want them to. And
0: they're and they're making their decisions about where they're going to shop based on how easy it is to return something if they don't like it. Yeah. And you so know? you have
1: this immediate disjointed relationship that's right. got to be right for opportunity. So, so tell us more then about what specifically does Narvar do to help that?
2: But Chris, to uh, double click on your point, it's interesting that every single retailer, if you go to their homepage, on front and center, they will say free shipping and free returns. Right. They yeah. do promote that.
1: Right, they they do. do. Um,
2: but, you know, to invest is under invested, and often forgotten aspect of customer journey. So I just want to call that point That's out. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's, point. It's been marketed, come and shop with us. Right. We will give you free shipping and free returns. So you return uh, all you to, want
1: till the cows come home, right? Yeah, exactly,
2: right. Absolutely. From the consumer perspective, when you and I are shopping online, both for shipping and for returns, we want to have you know the most convenient experience, either for shipping or for returns, how, when, and why I would like to return my item. So that's what we saw that there is a gap where consumer intent is to have the convenient experience on how, when, and why I want to return the item. Well, there's not enough that experience. That's number one. The second gap is that while we are encouraging customer to shop online with the, at their convenience, but returns hasn't been self-service. You know, customers are forced to either call the call center to get uh, the written uh, label or go to their, uh, if you're omnichannel, go to the stores. Mm-hmm. So there is that disconnect uh, from the consumer expectation and the available option or, or solution. And that was the area that was you know, big enough for Narva to identify and, and build technical solutions and capability to meet consumer needs, as well as um, the gap that merchants have today in their, in their space.
0: You know, I, I keep hammering this point home in this Chris, but okay. One of the biggest trends that we saw uh, throughout the pandemic was that people were, that fulfillment options were moving up further in the f- purchase funnel, that how I'm going to right. pick something up, what, what convenience, convenient options you're offering me as a consumer, can I do it curbside? Can I pick it up and delivery is now coming to the post-purchase side of things too, with returns. I think yeah. that's going to, that's what I'm gathering from what you're saying on it is just, you know, how do we, how are retailers thinking about that other side of the purchase when I need to be able to do that as affordably as possible and as conveniently as possible from the customer's perspective. But you know, one thing that that brings up on it is how do retailers do this profitably? You know, they, they are trying to offer those things to their consumers, but the biggest thing is, you know the cost that's involved, the margins that are, you know taken up when you're, they're offering free shipping and free returns. How have How is Narvar thinking about this and how have some of the solutions that you're offering kind of helped retailers, uh, you know, approach this?
2: There are ways of doing it pragmatically Um, in one side, meeting the consumer needs as well as doing it profitably and and efficiently. And a couple of case in points. If you look at company like Warby Parker, look at Mm -hmm. company like Stitch Fix, their whole business model is 100% of returns for Stitch stitch Fix case. The business will not exist if they don't have returns coming back. And there are plenty of these companies, um, including Run the Runway and others, where they have figured out their model. Now, question is, how do we do Uh, you know, profitably, as well as building a more personalized experience. And that's where we see what is happening in the market that, yes, there may be instances that you may want to charge for returns, but if you are a most loyal customer and a highest LTV customer, then you may want to give them a longer return window period, or you want to make returns free, or you want to give them value-add services such as, hey, we'll schedule a pickup and come to your home and pick it up. So you have to design a program, um, which is in the past only restricted on the merchandise side of it, loyalty programs and points. You have to think about the customer experience end to end and make it a way that it is beneficial for consumer as well as for your PNL.
1: So that's your specialty, right? Because you guys are a SaaS provider, right? That specializes in what you're talking about, designing the right customer returns experience with retailers, part and parcel. Um, so talk about what, what goes into doing that.
2: Yes, absolutely. So yeah, we are a SaaS tech company uh, and, and uh, the way we think about product and especially on the return space, is it you know, three layers of it, of the layered cake. First is the consumer experience, as we were just talking about, how do we give those choice or options for consumer to returns their goods, how, when, and where they want it. So that's the consumer experience layer. Second is you build that intelligence layer, like. What is more efficient from the skew profitability side of it? How big is that item? Hey, is that a right. final sale item or that item can be returned? Is it a um, drop ship or a marketplace item? It's right. own inventory. There's an entire infrastructure of intelligence has, has to be built to support those use cases. And last but not least, you have to build the supply chain aspect of it or the logistics aspect of it. Do I want customer to come to my store? great. If not, can I have a a national carrier who can actually print a label or can I dispatch a courier to come and pick it up, which is Mm -hmm. the final uh, aspect of it, which is the first mile when it comes to returns. uh, first mile. Oh, that's
1: cool. Yeah. I like that. God, you dropped a lot of knowledge on us. I know. um, That's great. Okay, go ahead.
0: So, Amit, how have have retailers then been incentivizing customers to take that action to be that first mile, to meet them, to bring returns to stores or, or pickup points that you've developed. So I think it's, 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 you
2: know, it, it's a well orchestrated and well thoughtful story for the most progressive retailers. Hmm. So, you know, if you capture the customer's intent, it starts with the customer intent. If customer's intent is that, Hey, I want to actually, I like the brand. I want to exchange it. Then you give them the option. Hey, we have a store nearby. You can come and you get your instant exchange if that is something that customer is, uh, is interested. If not, we can even do online exchange. We have seen uh, for many brands uh, where 15 to 25% of actual products that are supposed to be returning, they're actually exchanging it. So now uh, merchants can see they can retain that GMV by offering online exchanges or bringing them to store. So that's something that you can put in place. If you do want um, uh, to offer other options and customer wants to return, then the question is that, how do I do it efficiently and how I do it profitably? So in in today's world where there is a constraint in supply chain, what we are hearing from the merchants that inventory is in short supply. So what merchants are actually now have a broader aperture They're not looking at manufacturers and suppliers to get inventory. They're looking at your closet. They're looking at my closet and say, how do I get returns faster? So that there's an opportunity cost today for not selling it. So that paradigm shift happened just last couple of years because there is not inventory in the market. So now, okay, if customer decided to return the item and there's no store nearby, what are the other efficient ways I can bring that inventory back quicker and faster and, and actually not lose that sales opportunity. So there are different ways that you can design and orchestrate that return strategy.
1: So that's interesting too, because what if I extrapolate that, what you're saying is the, the retailers that have gotten behind e-commerce and gotten behind the principle of returns and how important they are to this whole operation probably have a leg up right now under the supply chain conditions that we currently find ourselves in as an industry, which is a point that I have never right. thought about before. Right. I mean, we talk about the advanced omni-channel capabilities, like curbside pickup, drive up, things like that. But the return side of this is not only being a better customer experience, but also actually being able to replenish your inventory when right. you don't have inventory Right, is a really interesting point. In the
0: same season, perhaps.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. As quickly as possible. So, well, uh, I mean, you, you guys also recently you, you announced, you had an announcement pretty, pretty big in the media. I remember seeing it about how you've gotten into home pickup service. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that and how that plays into what you've been talking about?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you, if you look at, consumer behavior, I see um, in my own household with my teenager daughter, she's willing to spend $8 on um, delivery for getting a $6 burrito. And and that's what they're looking for as a convenience. So if you're buying something online, you would like to have a convenient returns experience as well. So subset of customers are actually looking for that convenient experience and they're even willing to pay for it. Um, So that's another way you can balance out. It doesn't have to be free. If it is a premium experience, similar to same day delivery or next day delivery, merchants are charging for those premium services. You can offer um, a same day pickup or next day pickup and charge for it potentially. You meet the consumer need and you also do it profitably. So so what we have also learned, we launched that program um, November. So roughly, you know, four months, five months in the market now in 10 markets that we have seen if you give that choice to the consumer we are getting that inventory 25% 25% faster so right. now you are able to replenish so you are able to meet all the needs you are able to meet consumer needs also you know get the merchandise faster and that was a really compelling reason for us to expand the program beyond the 10 cities to now you know by end of this year we're going to be operating in 100 cities nationwide so I want to—I don't want to
1: let you off the hook on that question. So explain for the audience, like, how does that actually work? So if I'm the consumer or a retailer that's uh, partaking in your services in that regard, like, how does that actually
2: work? So today um, I can give you the live example. So we have 125 retailers who are leveraging this service and offering live in the U.S. right now. Okay. So typically, the way it works um, that if you bought something online and if you have that in a week or two to return that item you go online um and other on the website or on a mobile device and say i want to initiate return which is a completely self-service uh, right. way of doing yep. it and once you authenticate yourself you are given the choice of items that are eligible to return once you select the item that is ready then you have a menu of choice um uh, and that is managed and curated by the merchant um okay. and merchant can say you know what um if you know, if Ann lives in New York, you have three options, come to our store, if mm-hmm. that's a store nearby in certain radius, um, we have a pickup service, which could be paid or free, depending on okay. the rules that merchant sets. Okay. Uh, and say, you know what, you, we can schedule a pickup next day, someone come to your home and pick it up. Or third option is that these are our carrier partners, whether it is UPS or FedEx or postal service. And these are the options to get a QR code that you don't have a printer at home and you can simply go and draw, scan that qr code and drop off your returns those are the menu of choices that merchants can configure and and the pickup is one of those choices got it and so the retailer then is coordinated with some well
1: i guess we call it first mile provider <laughs> in this case right if i followed your train of thought correctly to come to the to come to the house and coordinate that pickup and then take it wherever it needs to go right that's essentially how it's working because you guys you guys are the software powering all of this the retailer is yes. using its own network to decide who it wants to make that pickup right. or that first mile uh, effort,
2: right? That's yes. that's how we but think about this. Here's the beauty. Mm-hmm. Looking at the problem, and when we look at generally in supply chain, demand is so much higher than the supply. So we went uh, the extra mile here and said, instead of you picking the couriers by different cities or regions or, or states, we will drill all that curated set of our carrier and courier partners in there, so it is a complete end-to-end solution where we can guarantee the quality, the Good on-time it. delivery, the communication, so that mm. merchant doesn't have to worry about signing these dozens of couriers' contract to enable right. that network nationwide.
1: Could right. imagine, yeah,
2: right. And I'd love to, you know, hear your thoughts and perspective um, uh, from you both on this topic. We have to also step back a little bit and see how the inventory and the SKU assortment is changing.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and what is happening on upstream is not just own inventory. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been seeing the drop ship, mm-hmm. but last few years, significant expansion on the marketplace side of it. Right. So lot of now products and the merchandise that are being sold online by companies actually is not even own inventory. Now you're bringing that drop ship, all marketplace items to a store. What are they going to do in their store? Yeah. Plus now the lines are six people deep where, and you may be interested in buying. I'm in front of you trying to return three items, which is yeah. marketplace and dropship. Right. And store associate cannot manage that level of complexities that we are expecting them to do so. So what we are seeing a trend now, merchants are looking for a, a much more scalable. And again, uh, a
1: self-service option of returns. Yeah, 100%. In fact, we talked about this on our podcast, I think it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I can see your experience from Williams-Sonoma and Walmart coming into yes. the discussion here, it for sure. Because, because you're right. I mean, like the, the omnichannel breadth of what these retailers are carrying now is so large, whether it's marketplace or dropship, that when those things come back to the store the, the, the store employees have nowhere to put that. Those many of those goods. My favorite story is when I was a store manager at target, I think I've told this beforehand. one time I had somebody come back with a mattress, you know, at the time. And like, they're standing there. We, one, we couldn't even process it because it was an online item at the time, which I'm sure has been fixed. But like, where do you think we'll put that in the store? Like a big queen size mattress, like a big box spring mattress. Like, you just didn't have anywhere to do that. And right. so your point, your point's exactly right. That's an exaggerated one too. I know given the scope of what we're talking, but it's dead right in terms of you can see absolutely there'd be a need for this because it's just an operational headache if, if the retailers don't figure it out. I want to just pick your brain in the last two minutes of this interview. Like, where is this going next? You talked about, because of the points you've brought up about home pickup, I think are really interesting. The points you brought up about uh, and the need for additional places for people to return products outside of stores because retailers have a, disin- a disincentive to have it come back to the stores. Where does it go next? As you start talking three to five years out, what are you thinking about that we're not? As much as you're willing to share. Amit. Yeah, I mean,
2: absolutely. You know, it goes back to really understanding the customer journey and uh, customer of the future and, and really designing um, those touch points that really personalizes experiences. For customers, you know, they're looking for convenience, they're looking for instant gratification. And where I see returns going is that much more sophisticated and and personalized. If if I look at the current return state, state of the returns, it's fairly zirconian, Hmm. And it goes like this, you know, I have X number of days we potentially free. I can do something with returns. After that, good luck. You mm-hmm. cannot do it. You're out of policy. You want to pay or you want to not pay. We can't support you. That's the today's policy. 30-day, either free or paid returns. That's what I can do. After that, nothing. Which says that the customer journey literally stops after X number of days you're purchased. Mm-hmm. And where we see it You got to extend that customer touch point and design that returns as the, you know, a step before your repeat purchase. And that's Mm -hmm. what we see a critical aspect of returns playing a role in having that continuous loop of uh, Mm omni-channel.
1: That's fascinating. There's so many angles there. Guy, we're going to have to have you back on at some point. That was, yeah, the marketing handles. Change the experience yeah, like even changes if you can't, everything with that, even
0: if you can't do anything with that product, which they can't in most places anyway, like you still are getting somebody back into the store or re engaging with the brand again. And maybe yeah. they, you know, that product's worth ten dollars at that point in time, it's still ten dollars that they could put toward a new purchase that is much lower than the typical customer acquisition cost once they've left you.
1: Yeah, I've been saying for 10, 15 years, uh, uh, returns are not a problem, they're an opportunity mm-hmm. for all of retail. If- is the right way so.
0: Amit it's been so great to have you on the show today this is only the start of the conversation I'm sure a lot of the listeners are going to want to continue this Uh, if people want to get in touch with you to learn more about Narvar what's the best way for them to do that especially while they're here at Shop Talk.
2: Well, as you mentioned, we have having a little bit of a reunion party. We have our booth and we will be uh, present at uh, Shop Talk. love to continue conversation in person uh, at our booth or at any networking session. And outside of Shop Talk, through any social media, whether it is uh, LinkedIn or on Twitter or on our company website, we'll encourage people to have... Um, that dialogue with us and and compare notes. Uh, We had just a fascinating topic. We just started, uh, but love to continue those conversations.
0: Thank you so much. That was Amit Sharma, the CEO and founder of Narvar. We appreciate you sitting down with us today. Um, On behalf of Amit, Chris, and myself, we hope everybody enjoys Shop Talk. And thanks again to our sponsor, Meta. And as always, be careful out there.